Let us start today with this. There's a new suitor for the Bears at number one, and it's a team you probably didn't expect or didn't really think about moving forward. All we've heard about week in and week out are the Colts and the Texans. Will the Texans move up from two to one? Will the Colts move up from four to one? What will they give up? Who's interested? Who needs a quarterback? It turns out this team that I'm about to tell you doesn't necessarily need a quarterback today, but may need one tomorrow, and they're very interested in Bryce Young. Now, here's a quote from Charlie Campbell, NFL Draft Insider. After trading away Russell Wilson a year ago, it was a common belief that the Seattle Seahawks would be in the quarterback market during the 2023 NFL Draft. However, a surprisingly good 2022 season of the veteran Geno Smith led Seattle to the playoffs, and many have assumed that the free agent Smith will return to the franchise and be their starter in 2023. Although this is likely, Seattle is doing their due diligence on all the quarterback prospects for the 2023 NFL Draft, and sources say that they love Alabama QB Bryce Young. How about that big news out of Seattle here today, breaking this morning on Sunday. So yet another team has emerged as a potential contender for this top spot. Texans are still in, Colts are still in, Carolina could be in, but Seattle now all of a sudden is very interested in Bryce Young. Don't blame them. Bryce Young is going to be a very solid quarterback in the NFL, I believe. But I think this whole situation is intriguing because they have a quarterback. And there's a lesson to be learned here, and we could discuss that in a second, but I'll touch on it here for a minute too. You can never be too safe, and you can never look too far into the future for your quarterback position. I like Geno Smith. I contended he should have gotten MVP votes this year for what he did for Seattle. I mean, imagine trading away your franchise QB who wins you Super Bowls. You bring in somebody who you really don't know, journeyman quarterback his entire career. He comes in, throws 30 touchdowns, leads the league in completion percentage, breaks your single-season franchise record for most passing yards in a year, and leads you to a 9-8 and record and a playoff appearance. All that happened, and by the way, entering the season, in training camp even, Geno Smith was battling for the starting spot with Drew Locke. There was no guarantee Geno Smith would be the starter, let alone do what he did for Seattle last year. He deserves some sort of long-term commitment. And Seattle may overpay for him, but unfortunately, because of his performance last year, he deserves it, unlike Daniel Jones or other quarterbacks who put up a good year, have a good team around them, and then they get a big payday. Geno Smith carried the Seahawks last year, by far. If if Geno Smith even played a notch below what he did, Seattle would not have made the playoffs going 9-8. They wouldn't have even been 9-8. They would have been 6-11. Maybe 7-10 if they were lucky. Geno Smith was the main reason why they made it in and why he will get a payday, why he will be starting for Seattle next year. That's it. Gino's a rookie. Or, I'm sorry, Gino's a veteran, but he's a journeyman. We don't know what he's going to be doing in the next two, three, four, five years. We know he had one good year, first ever good year he's ever had. Could he replicate that? I don't know. Seattle will have to sign him because of what he did last year. That said, you need to have an insurance policy in case things go wrong. If Geno Smith shows up this year 20 pounds overweight, doesn't try hard in the offseason, doesn't train, gets paid all this money, and starts off the season going, I don't know, two and four, five touchdowns, eight picks or something, they could bring in a rookie quarterback with 
promise, like Bryce Young. I'm not surprised that Pete Carroll and company are interested in Bryce Young either. It makes sense. Here's more of that quote from Charlie Campbell, insider. From speaking with Seahawks sources, it did not sound like the Seahawks were going to move on from Smith and give up the farm to move up for Young. However, Seattle is said to love Young. If the franchise loses Geno Smith in free agency too, that could also change the organization's thinking. So, point being, there's another suitor for Bryce Young, and in order to get Bryce Young, they may have to go through the Bears to get to that top spot. It would be a gamble for Seattle to wait till 11 to see if Bryce Young's still available. Keyword, he won't be. It'll be a gamble for them to wait till number two or number three, number four, to see if Bryce Young is still available. So now they're in this situation where they may be obliged to trade up. And if Geno Smith somehow left, which I doubt is going to happen, but if it did, they're going to be really desperate and really needy. They're going to really need a quarterback. So this is very interesting, and that's why the title of this video is that the Bears have a new potential trade partner for the top pick, because they do. We have never heard Seattle mentioned or named in regards to trading up for that top pick. We didn't even know Seattle was interested in Bryce Young till today. New report. We knew about Houston, and they need a quarterback. We knew about Indianapolis. They, too, need a quarterback. Carolina, potentially, they may need a quarterback, depending on what their plans are. Seattle, yes and no. We knew Geno Smith would be the answer for maybe next year, the year after, but long-term, maybe in four or five years, not so much. That's probably the worst position to be into if you're an NFL team. Like, Geno Smith did so well last year, but is he a long, long long-term option? No. So you're really taking a gamble, taking a risk in keeping him and then hoping for four or five more years of 2022 production. Same with Daniel Jones and the Giants. I mean, the Giants could draft a new quarterback today, and I would not be unhappy with that decision. Is Daniel Jones going to do what he did last year for four or five more years, and last year wasn't even that impressive to begin with? Probably not. Yet you're going to pay him and be strapped to him, and you're going to pay a mid-level quarterback top dollars and be stuck with him for years to come. Look at the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. How'd that work out for them? And by the way, they want to pay Dak another contract. Good luck ever making the Super Bowl. (laughs) That's the goal. It always seems as if there are about 10 quarterbacks in the NFL at one time who could make a Super Bowl in any given season. And then there are 20 quarterbacks and 20 teams who have mid-level to mediocre quarterback play, and that always holds them back. So the question is, You could have stability at the quarterback position, but that doesn't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl. Look at Derek Carr and the Raiders, right? Raiders had stability. Derek Carr is a quality quarterback, but he's not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, and now he's gone. And after all these years, the Raiders are kind of in flux, but at the same time, what are they really losing? They haven't made a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. Same now with Seattle and probably with other teams in this situation, potentially Carolina, other teams too. Seattle has Geno Smith. I love Geno Smith. I have so much respect for him. I think he did great. He deserved MVP votes. But Geno Smith could play like this for five more years. Is Seattle going to win a Super Bowl? Probably not. Not because of Geno Smith necessarily, but partially him, partially the team around him. It's just not a situation where you could say they're Super Bowl winners. They're Super Bowl contenders. The NFL is weird like that, but that's the way the cookie crumbles, I guess. 
There are usually only five to ten quarterbacks every year where you could say, yeah, he could be in the Super Bowl. Everybody else, you're kind of on your own, and maybe somebody catches fire late and moves forward like a Nick Foles slash Carson Wentz. But usually, they never get you to where you want to be, but yet you're still stuck with them and obligated to them because there's stability involved. So it's a really weird situation if you're a quarterback. And if you're a team, it's hard to distinguish what to hold on to, how long to hold on to somebody, and then when it's time to make a change. So Seattle is in that situation now, and the Bears have a chance to prop it off it. And if I were the Bears here, I would do a great job at keeping this going. And that's all I would say. I think the camera's off, John. Maybe. (laughs) Well, we still have audio going, and we're still going to keep going. A little bit of a uh, technical difficulty there. We're going to be back. We're still going here. John's a Sports Talk Chicago. Hang with us. But, it, yeah, it's just, it, it's weird. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we're going to talk to the chat right now as we uh, figure out what's going on with our camera. We're good. We're okay. Appreciate all of you hanging here with us. Darius Morgan, hey, John, glad I could catch you live. Yeah, Darius, great to see you. Mike, hey, Mike Feeney from Connecticut, John Z, great to see you. Great to see you as well, Mike. Your thoughts about Patrick Mahomes' brother? I got no thoughts about that, uh, King Fuki Nation. He, uh, if he did indeed do what he did, he's going to have to face the consequences for his actions. That's a fact. Just heard the Bears asking price for outside the top five is 2023, 2024, 2025 first-round pick, along with a 2023 second-rounder. And Darius, I'll tell you, that is what you have to demand if you're the Bears. That's exactly what you have to demand. It's the best way to go about it. You should be demanding a king's ransom for what's going to come in. You have to. You have to. All these um, teams trying to move up. Somebody like Seattle trying to go up 10 picks. Yeah, you better expect to pay up a lot to get up there. So that's very important. By the way, we're back on camera. John Meadows, my guy, getting everything fixed up on the back end. But, Darius, you're right. I mean, that is the correct asking price, in my opinion. You can never ask for too much in this situation. You can never ask for too much. Okay, you're going to force Seattle to move up 10 spots, then you damn well better be forcing them to give up everything to get there. If they really want Bryce Young, if this report's correct and they're really in love with Bryce Young, then force them to pay up to get him, plain and simple. And if they really don't love him, they won't pay up. And that's when you know this report's BS. We are going to find out on draft night and in the ensuing days after whether or not all this reporting is real or wrong. If Seattle really loves Bryce Young, keyword loves, they're going to move up and give up everything to take him in. Plain and simple. That's it. And if they don't, they don't. That trade proposal, Darius, I think would be amazing for the Bears, and I would say that is certainly fair for what they should be demanding, what they should be getting in return. So we have a new suitor. A new team has entered the chat in regards to the Bears' top pick. If Seattle is willing to move up 10 spots to get to number one and take their guy, then they better be ready to pay. Key. 
And if they love Bryce Young, they better be ready to pay. And that's it. Yanni's in Tempest, my guy Yanni, best friend in the chat. Bears really need to look to trade back twice. Yanni, I'm with you. And, you know, as we think, maybe Seattle at number 11. Seattle, if they want to move up to number one, you got to give up everything. If the Bears want to move back to nine, potentially, and, and make trades, they could do that too. So here's the opportunity for the Bears to do something. TC Crypto, good point too. Seattle has the 5th and 20th pick in the first round too. I don't know why this article said number 11. Maybe the article was a little bit wrong on the draft positioning, but you're right, they do have number 5 via the Broncos. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many different ways this could go. And I think at the end of the day, at least for the Bears and for Seattle, who's going to be a suitor, and all these other teams involved, the main lesson is the following. you got to give up a lot to get to that number one pick. And if you come out and say you're very interested or you're in love with a certain player, be prepared to pay up. (laughs) But I give Seattle credit for even being interested. They are looking ahead, and they're doing a great job. Uh, Geno Smith, as much as I appreciated what he did last year, he is not going to keep doing that for five more years. Eventually, you will need a new quarterback. It's a matter of now or in a couple of more years. So why not make that move now? Be proactive about the situation and see if Bryce Young fits. And if he's available, then take him and do it. And if not, wait till next year and move up to get him. If you're really not in love with him, you move up now. You embrace the pain of giving up too much, and you take Bryce Young and you run with him for the next 10 to 15 years. And that doesn't mean Geno Smith gets benched immediately. That means maybe you sit him for a year and he learns behind Smith. Maybe Smith screws up as a bad season, put in Bryce Young. We don't know how that's going to play out and what's going to happen. But I think it's well worth Seattle doing their due diligence and thinking about whether or not they should draft a QB. I think they should. I think it'd be very smart for them. And that's not, again, a slight at all to Geno Smith. It's, I need to protect my franchise in five years. I need to be proactive, not wait till the last minute, then be screwed and have to go through a long, long rebuild for really no reason because I wasn't proactive today. Always be ahead of the curve in the NFL. That's how you're going to be okay. That's how you're going to withstand a regime change or a quarterback change or a team change, team turnover. Being proactive will protect you from situations like in Tampa. Look at Tampa today. Tom Brady, gone. I read a report today that said Baker Mayfield and Drew Locke are being seriously considered to replace Tom Brady. There's a team who is totally screwed. There's a team who is not proactive and wondering, what should we do when Tom Brady retires? They drafted Kyle Trask, who's been a complete bust. They have nobody behind Tom Brady. And now... They're pursuing Baker Mayfield and Drew Locke to replace him. They're going to be near the bottom of the division for years to come until they find a new quarterback. There's a team who is not proactive. So I give Seattle credit, even if they do nothing in this draft, at least they have the mindset of, look, Geno Smith won't be here forever. we got to be ready and be careful. That's it. I appreciate that attitude and that discussion. Buccaneers did it wrong, and they're going to be screwed, and they're going to pay for this for years to come. Seattle may never go under because they have somebody behind Geno Smith, so when he regresses or retires, they know exactly what's going to happen. They have a succession plan, and they're ready to go. 